Thank you for listening to audio from Glen Meadows Baptist Church. We hope it blesses you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Good morning, Glen Meadows. Let's go ahead and get started with a word of prayer. Lord, we love you and we thank you for everything that you do and are always doing. You're always caring for us, uh, your grace, your love, your mercy. Lord, we are just uh, overwhelmingly blessed by who you are. And every day we wake up is an opportunity for us to share your good news to a lost and dying world. Lord, we pray for those right now who are struggling uh, around the world with with, uh, the coronavirus. Lord, we lift them up to you. We ask for your protection and your divine hand on our community. And Lord, but today is a day where we are just going to praise your name in Jesus name. Amen. The last time I got caught stealing a calendar, did you guys hear what happened? They gave me 12 months. Ah, right. No, no, no. Wait. Okay. Wait. Uh, did you hear about the, the time I got caught stealing a bar of soap? At, oh, yeah. Actually, I didn't get caught. I got away with it. Stealing a bar of soap at the store. Yeah, it was a clean getaway. I'm <laughs> just saying, man. Uh, uh, you guys are a rough crowd. Not even laughing at my jokes. I guess that's normal, right? So, hey, uh, did you know that, that after, we, I mean, we talked about two weeks ago, Pastor Mac brought to us, do not murder. Then last week, we talked about do not commit adultery. And this week, do not steal. So here's the thing that got me was you're looking at do not murder, do not commit adultery. You're looking at some really, really big subjects that kind of just reach in and just they captivate our hearts because it's like, man, these are important. And then you come to do not steal. If you listen to the podcast that Mac and I did uh, uh, probably uh, this week on stealing, so go ahead and check it out. One of the things that that I made the mistake of saying, because we pre-recorded because he was going to Israel. One of the things I made the mistake of saying was this isn't, uh, 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 this is an area of my life that I don't struggle with. And I saw a smirk in, in Max, uh, a little glisten in his eyes, like, gotcha, fish on, right? When you, That's what you say when you're fishing and you try to catch that big one. And there's just that one moment when you hear it nibble, 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 boom, you set that hook and you got that fish. Well, Mac had me. I was the fish and he set out the, the uh, to talk about do not steal. And, and he throws, the, throws it out there and bam, I bit. And where I bit was I looked at a commandment from God and thought for a second, that I had not struggled with it. How ironic is it that I came to that point that I thought I didn't struggle with it when we just got done talking about do not commit murder, do not commit adultery, and coming to a point of recognizing it's a condition of the heart. And so if it's a condition of the heart, then that means that's where we're at. And you look at do not steal, and you're saying, well, the last time I stole something was as a little kid. Well, for me, that was my actual response. It was, hey, the last time I stole something, I was a little kid, um, first, second grade. Uh, there was this, this college down at the bottom of the hill. And and I won't say where, I was just about ready to, but uh, we had an opportunity to go there, actually. And uh, and, and outside the uh, chapel was a little box where people could put their change in. And I wanted change for a candy bar. And so, how embarrassing. I can't believe I'm saying this. So, so we ride our bikes down there and, and we get our little hands in that little box and I got enough change. And no sooner I pull it out and start to run and there's the, the groundskeeper right there. And I ran right into him and he grabbed me and he took me back to the box. He made me put the money back and I was forever terrified and cured of stealing. So I thought, and so as, as I shared that and, and thought about it, I was like, man, uh, I'm pretty good. I've, I've never, uh, I don't walk into people's homes and take things. And I, I, I don't go into the grocery store and stick a candy bar in my pocket. I, I don't do the things that we would normally call stealing. I don't do that, but do I steal? 
And so it was like, okay, uh, we're going to unpack this. And I'm thinking, oh, uh, when Max starts unpacking something, he has a great job of unpacking it all the way. And I kind of realized I was that fish on the hook. And so uh, I, some questions start coming up. And, and here, here, here's, here's the truth. I was part of this stat. Uh, George Barna in one of his stats says 86% of adults claim they have conquered the commandment of not stealing. 86%. I was one of them. I am no longer one of them. As I unpack God's word and begin to recognize what it means to steal, how God is, how why this is so important, and he places it into the Ten Commandments. When I begin to unpack that, I begin to recognize the point that I'm a thief. I'm a thief. I'm a sinner. And, and, and it's not to condemn me. It's not to, uh, it's not to um, have me walking the walk of shame. No, uh, it is for me to recognize that, that in, in our walk that we are not perfect. And, and I don't think that there is any time where any one of us can say at some point we haven't done uh, certain things that do mean stealing. So let's take a look at some, some thoughts that, are, that I sat down and wrote. Uh, there's embezzlement. Um, there's uh, Ponzi schemes. Uh, what about this? Taking advantage of the ignorant. Have I ever really had a good sell on something when I knew I should have sold it for a little less, but I took advantage of somebody? Ah, it was starting to get close to home. How about not paying a worker his wage? Um, you know, or, you know, like, uh, was it Wimpy on, um, uh, Wimpy? He was the guy on, uh, was it Popeye? Popeye, I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today, right? <laughs> Tuesday rolls around and uh, no money. He wants another hamburger, right? Um, Wimpy's one of my heroes. Just saying, what about counterfeiting money? Uh, what about check bouncing? Um, have we ever bounced a check? Has our bank account ever gone negative? Uh, um, I don't know. Um, what about, what about this one? Line on taxes. Oh, ooh, yeah. And, and we're going to keep going because, uh, you know, all of a sudden I'm looking out here, I'm seeing some heads kind of go, ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what about gray areas in taxes? I'm really not lying. I'm just not being forthcoming. Is that still taking steal? <laughs> steal? Is that steal? Uh, all right, I'm shutting up. Is that steal taking away from, from the command? I, I don't know. Um, what about uh, raising your debt with the intention of filing bankruptcy? Is 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 that a theft? Uh, what about not tipping the waiters that work hard and you know they work hard for their wages? Oh, whoa. Okay. All right. So 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 it's starting to get it's, it's starting to get uh, it's starting to get a little close. Uh, what about failure to give full disclosure on a cell saying they didn't ask? Mm. Uh, well, it's kind of great, right? Because, you know, I'm going to sell you this. I'm going to sell you this awesome uh, Harley Davidson. Uh, you know, hey, I see Chris Veronima out there. So I got this Harley for you. And, bro, I'm going to sell it to you. Now, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to fail to confess to you that I actually switched out the odometers. And um, and I'm going to sell this one that's 40,000 miles less than what uh, uh, less than what it really was written on, but I'm going to charge you a better price for it. Mm, is that stealing? Am I taking away? Uh, probably, right? I mean, so we're looking at this. Um, what about, oh, here's one. Uh, this one hit me because, I mean, this is confession time. I think the one thing that I hate about preaching is that a lot of times I tell on myself, what about 
about getting home and realizing that the little chapstick got got into your bag, but you know that it was set at a spot where you didn't pay for it. And do you tell yourself, here's a good one. Hey, I'll take it. I'll go back tomorrow and pay that and never make it back. What about merchandise? Even if you didn't outright steal it, that you found out, whoa, I didn't get charged for this. Or what about the stuff underneath your cart, right? You go through and blah, 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 and you forgot to tell the clerk. You instantly forgot, but then you find yourself, oh, I forgot to go back and actually pay it too. Um, what about this one in the workplace? Have you ever asked your friend, check it out. Have you ever asked your friend to punch in early for you because your lunch was going a little long? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Starting a little closer to home, huh? Conveniently uh, forgetting a debt owed to a friend. You know, what What about the friend who's your, who's your you, got your, you got your friends, right? And, and you borrowed 10 bucks from them, but you know that friend's not going to beat you up over it. So you're just not going to bring it up. And so the 10 bucks is out there. Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. This one hurt because I am terrible. Loading up on condiments at a restaurant. <laughs> So the list just keeps going on, on and on and on. You keep looking at it and say, no, wait, wait a minute. These things are hitting close to home. When I begin to look at, do I steal? Do I steal? You know, what about a uh, billing out a job? You know, uh, I've owned my own business before and it's like, uh, uh, is that wrong? Am I billing out a job? Uh, I had one friend and um, it, it was a long time ago and um, I went out on a job to to because I got called back and I saw that he had done a job before me and he had actually used bubble gum to, to, to hold two wires together instead of ordering the part and fully build the customer. And, and is that stealing? Is that saying, here's a service that I'm saying that I offered, but I mean, I'm going to charge you as if I did it right. And I'm going to take your money away from you not having done it. Um, I, I'm going to pose the question that uh, that a lot of us today are probably sitting here thinking, you know what? Maybe in my life, I have areas that I need to become more, uh, more aware of my heart towards gain for myself in which I'm robbing and, and, and not, not, not get it. I'm robbing, but not the intentional way we think of stealing, right? 80 86% say they've got a lick. But then when we look at it, is there ways that I am actually still guilty of God's command looking at it in a deeper level? Am I still guilty? That, that's where we're at today. We're going to look at a few ways in which scripture talks about that we rob others and God. So we're going to look and say, what does scripture say about stealing? So uh, this is probably the, the shortest uh, verse. Uh, do not commit adultery and then do not steal. Do not murder. These are pretty short verses. I haven't memorized. I actually memorized the verse that I was preaching on today. Pretty easy. Ready? I'm not going to look. Okay. My eyes aren't looking at my Bible. Do not steal. Ha, that's pretty cool, man. Memorize the whole sermon right here. It's pretty good. Uh, but there's a lot of power behind God's word. Whether it's three words, four words, a hundred words, a whole chapter, it doesn't matter. God's words are powerful and not one of God's words are to be taken cheaply. And so the most common understanding is taking objects that do not belong to the person and, and taking that object. But we're going to look and, and say, what are some other ways that we may be stealing? And so we're going to start. And so we're going to be going through uh, one, two, three, four, five examples of other ways in which scripture speaks about stealing. And we're going to ask God to reveal to us. And then we're going to say, okay, so what is our next step? What is God asking us to do with this command? And how do we grow and move forward in it? Okay, so we're going to turn to James chapter 5, verse 1. Let's take a look at this. And it says... 
Come now, you rich people, weep and well over the miseries that are coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and your clothes are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have stored up treasures in the last days. Now check this out. Look, the pay that you withheld from the worker who mowed your fields cries out. And the outcry of the harvesters has reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. One of the ways in which we see ourselves in scripture stealing from others is withholding wages that is deserved by the worker that's done the work. Um, the, the, uh, I, I used to have a friend that, that took pride in going in to, uh, into a restaurant and getting a free meal because he claimed that the service was subpar. And so his intention, we, we actually, we love him deeply, but we actually, uh, when we did get together, we wouldn't go to the restaurant with him anymore because we were so embarrassed over the fact that, that he would do this every time. And, and my wife and I would hold our heads down and we would turn red and get embarrassed and, and, we, and we discussed it and we talked to him about it because it's like, well, why, why do you always do this? Because you're, you're, you're stealing. But in the same way, uh, what, what about a, a person who has who has have, has workers working for him, and that and that boss is looking for the loopholes to get out of having to pay the money to the worker that he needs? You know, saying things like, "Well, you know, you, you could have done a little better. You kind of skipped over here, and I really asked you to do it just that way. So therefore, I'm not going to pay you." I'm going to withhold your wage. Does that mean, though, that, that am I saying that no matter what kind of service you get, that you shouldn't expect or, or, or pay for a good service? No, I'm not saying that. Remember, what do we say? And do not commit murder. Do not commit adultery. We said this. It's a condition of the heart. But if you go into an agreement and you have workers working for you, do you or is it your role to look and say, Chris, or, or hey, I see Matt out there. Matt, you're going to do a job for me. But in my heart, I'm going to watch how you do that job. And and, and I'm going to, and if you even, if you even misstep one moment, I'm going to withhold wage. That's stealing. That's robbing. One of the hardest things to do. And, uh, and I have so much admiration for, for Christian business owners. Let me tell you why. I admire Christian business owners. Uh, probably the top five admirations of people because a solid Christian business owner with integrity has to walk a line that honors Christ in such a way. And every day is an opportunity to step away from that integrity every day. Uh, what, what, what tore me up is we, we had a store and, 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 I, and I was supposed to sell product that I would sell product to people who I knew couldn't afford it. How do you walk with integrity on that? How do you make the decisions to say, I'm not going to rob you or should I? I don't know. But here's what I do know. I know this. A Christian man who walks with integrity in the business transactions that he has, not only has a reputation around the community that he's in of good, outstanding, solid morals, he also pleases God with his actions. Because when God looks down and sees a man who doesn't tip the scale, um, uh, Rockwell and uh, Norman? Norman Rockwell. Um, the, the, uh, let's take a look at this picture on the screen. Uh, notice that there, there, there's there's a man and a woman, and, and and there's a chicken on the scale. See that chicken? All right, so so check that chicken out. Now now look at real, real real closely. Take a look at this. You got you got the the guy is pointing uh, pushing down on the scale while he's smiling at the woman, and the woman's got her finger underneath the scale pushing the scale up. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, isn't that funny? You take a look at that. And so, so they're both looking at each other like, ha, oh, let's do business together. And she's trying to lighten the weight, right? Uh, so that she pays less. And he's trying to push down on the weight so that she pays more. And, and, and that is a great depictation of American business. How much can I get? How much can I get out of you? And even if it means that I rob you. And am I directly robbing you? No. But am I still robbing you? Yes. The picture is, it, it, it's a great example of, of, of in, in, integrity. You know, uh, weights. Uh, biblically, when you look at it, uh, that, that is, uh, in the time this was written and, and, and all the way through uh, scripture, uh, that, that's why you hear about weights and measures and things like that. Because, because what they would do is they would make things lighter or heavier to, to, to tip the scale in their favor so that they can make more money. And so when you, when you hear those things being said, you realize that's how they robbed people, right? That's how they robbed people. So you, uh, they, 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 they manipulate the cost. And so you have that same thing, withholding, withholding wages. Is this, a, is this an area in our life where we may find ourselves doing that? Yeah, possibly is. Now let's take a look at Exodus chapter 21, verse 16. Whoever kidnaps a person must be put to death, whether it sells him or the person is found in his possession. Listen, slavery, let, let's talk about this for a second. Kidnapping and slavery is, is sin and it's wrong. Um, it, now, I, I don't I don't want to uh, spend a lot of time on the decisions of, of our forefathers, the decisions of our country. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, but I'm going to say this, which should pretty much close it, that, that God's word is very clear. Taking someone against their will and enslaving them is sin. You know, there's some of you out there that might be thinking when 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 uh, when you had to ask for assistance. You know, I, I don't know. Um Maybe you did, but let me tell you, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that at all. So, so what we're not doing is we're not pointing a finger to, to those that are in need. If you're in need and, and, and you need to ask for assistance from the government or anything like that, look, we're not, we're not putting a, a verdict out on you for that. We're, we're, all we're saying is this, though, in your heart, you know, if you have an opportunity to work, will you work? If you have an opportunity to, to, to not be dependent, are you taking that opportunity? as a worker deserves his wage. I don't know. Uh, that's something. Uh, and let me, let me also uh, say this. There's a difference between needs and purposely being dependent. In other words, uh, every one of us at one time in our life have been in need. And this is not speaking to those of us who have had hard times and been in need. These scriptures are speaking to us saying, but work with your hands, do what you can do. And if you have need, the churches to take care of those needs. Amen. Hey, so, so we're coming at that. And, and so now we, we've explored these things. Now let's explore one more thing in Malachi chapter three, because there is one other way in which we rob. Well, we've actually talked about a thousand ways in which we rob, but there's, there's a final one that I want to talk about and, and, and what we rob. And, and sis, uh, since the days of your fathers, you have turned from my statutes. You have not kept them. Return to me and I will I will return to you, says the Lord of armies. Yet you ask, how can we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. How do we rob you, you ask? By not making payments of, of the tenth and the contributions. So so we say this at Glen Meadows. Uh, and, and I know that we all, I'm, I'm looking at you guys today. You guys know. You guys know for us, uh, we, we have our faith in God and God alone. Our faith is not in the economy of, uh, of any country. Our faith is in God's economy. But we also know this, 
that, that we are a blessed, blessed nation. We are a blessed people. And that blessing, every day that we get to go home and have hot water, every day that we get to, to go home and not worry about what we're going to eat tonight, every day we get to lay in a bed that's comfortable, every day that we look at a healthy family that God has blessed us with is a blessing from God. There is no thing that we can achieve, no item that we can obtain, no, no, no self-propelled blessing that we can bring on ourselves that doesn't first come from and solely because of God. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. The blessings that we have come from God. And we say that. And so, so when we say the blessings uh, we have that come from God, we're recognizing, okay, if these blessings come from God, then, then what we're saying is this, is, is when we give to God, we're giving back to God what is already God's. Already what he's entrusted to us. This isn't, this isn't a, a, a sermon on, uh, on tithing. This is a sermon on the heart. Do you withhold from God what God has given you? Yeah, it could be in tithe and offering. It could be many other ways I withhold from God. Maybe God's put it on my heart to, to go mow someone's lawn, and I choose not to. Maybe God's put it on my heart to, to, to just do something for somebody or give something to somebody. Maybe God wants me to sell something very precious to me and give it to the poor. Oops, that's what he did with the rich young ruler. He came to God and says, um, what, what, do I, what do I have to do to, to, to be saved? And Jesus said, do this, this, and this. And he, and he said, yeah, I've done that. Oh, what else would he need? He goes, oh, you, you really want to know what else you need to do? And Jesus says, well, go sell everything you have and give what you have sold, the prophet, and give it to the poor. Take up your cross and follow me. And it says, the rich young ruler put his head down and walked away because he had a lot. But, but see, Jesus wasn't commanding him to do anything that wasn't Jesus's already. You know, I think that's the perspective and the mistake that we make. And the mistake we make in this is simple. We make the mistake of thinking that, that what we have to give to God was something that we actually earned and was ours to begin with. And we're giving to God and saying, here you go, uh, Lord, uh, and thanks for blessing me. And well, that, that lens that is skewed because the reality is God uh, coming to God in, in a humble and contrite heart and saying, God, here's the deal. This isn't mine to begin with. But you have so richly blessed, blessed me. And God, I don't deserve I don't deserve to live off any of this, but you've blessed me to do so. God, for what I have is yours. One one pastor, a senator, when he talked about stealing and robbing God, he said, uh, the truth is, if people want to argue about how much we should give God, scripture is clear, give him everything. Because I've probably uh, uh, been very guilty of robbing God. I am. I have been. I'm not going to say probably. That's cheap. I'm looking at you guys today saying, hey, I have. My wife is way more generous than I am. But with her hand by my side, with prayer and growing, God has taught me to be generous. Some of you might, might, might be thinking, man, I, 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 I've robbed God in a direction of, of uh, uh, one of these areas that you brought up. Maybe your business people and say, man, God wants me to walk with, with higher integrity. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you've done some deals with some people that you know that, man, I need to square that away. I, I don't know where you're at today in, in, in this, but my prayer for this is this, as we come to a conclusion, my prayer is this, is that you take the time to look and listen to your heart. I, I, again, I, I preach it all the time. It, 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 some things, you know, they say that guys who talk have, have a bent or a broken record. I have a broken record on a couple things. 
Um, and one of them is uh, one of the scriptures where David says, search my heart, O God, and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I like that verse because this is a time for us again to get on the table of, uh, of, of surgery. And, and grab your heart and say, God, reveal to me in ways I've one robbed you, right? That's the most important thing. Uh, let's start with the vertical relationship with God, but then say, God, now, now I'm going to go horizontal, God. Now, will you reveal to me in ways I may have robbed my brother? Now, now, now the next one, okay, so there's the head, right? Uh, it, you understand scripture. Now here's the heart. So we went from the head. We spent our time here this morning talking about what scripture says, and now it's impacting our heart. And now here's the hands. Here's the hard part. I've heard so many stories about people who have robbed or stolen and gone to make it right, even in the face of potential prison time in which God has intervened because of their honesty and restored them. So there may be some of you that are saying, man, I got I got to repent. I got to confess. I got to do this. That hand is hard because the enemy is saying, no, 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 no. I don't want you to put it in the closet. Don't deal with it. Don't, don't, don't confront it. It's, it's okay. It was, it passed the statute of limitations, man. You're good. Right. Okay. So let's say this. Okay. In God's economy, in God's word, there is no statute of limitation. Now is the time for us to say, God, what do you have next for me? And what should I do with what I have heard today? Because maybe we're looking at just maybe, maybe. And I said this even with adultery. But I'll say it now. Maybe, 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 maybe we're guilty in one area that we've talked about today. Maybe. We have a step to take. Maybe, maybe we're not. Maybe your mind, oh, man, Jimra, really nothing's coming to me. Okay, that's great. And I, and, I, and I believe you. But maybe you could go and ask God to say, could you just search a little deeper? God, could you just dig a little deeper? Could you, you know, I want to be sure. And maybe you just need to pray, God, can you make me more cognizant of decisions that I make? God, I'm going to trust you with your economy. And to those of you out there, I'm going to trust you with, with my decisions and I'm going to trust you to give provision so that I don't have a heart that covets what my brother or sister have. Maybe that's, maybe that's what I'm praying and asking for. I don't know what it is, but here's what I know that if you do that, God will reveal it to you because God wants to, he loves you and he, and he wants you to be rid of these things in your life because that's the process of sanctification. It, 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 it's, it's in the blue collared layman's terms as this. Every day we walk becoming more and more like Jesus, becoming more like him requires us ridding ourselves of things in our life that hold us back from being in his likeness. And every day that's the step that we go through. And so in those areas of our walk, that's what we have to think about. Maybe God's calling on you to make those steps. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you need to spend time saying, um, these Ten Commandments, uh, they're, not, they're not a joke. Um, Pastor Max started off with, with, with uh, saying, hey, I'm going to do a, a series on the Ten Commandments. Um, it, it seemed like, uh, okay. But I think for me, it's been one of the most powerful series that Mac has done because it was, it was powerful enough to God to lay it out there. So as you, as you go out today, just my prayer for everyone is that they take the time to, uh, or we take the time to just say, God, I don't want to steal from you. I don't want to rob others. I don't want to take advantage of others. I want to be known as a man of integrity, but that integrity inside of me, I don't want it to be Jim Booth's integrity. I want it to be Christ in me. 
Don't look at me as a businessman. Oh, he's, he's, he's an outstanding businessman. No, I hope they look and say, man, that guy really submits to the will of God and he reflects Christ in what he does. And he doesn't drive. It, we, I'm not driven to do these things so that Jim can look good. I'm driven to do these things so God can be glorified. Amen. Take some time today. Pray. Um, call someone up and tell them you love them. I encourage you, brothers and sisters, in these times. Uh, you, you, we know that, that we're, we're in a season right now where we're seeing so much taking place. And my prayer to everybody today is this, is, is you, we could spend all the time we want worrying uh, about the coronavirus. As a staff, uh, we met uh, uh, earlier this week and, and we said we aren't going to heighten the fear taking place of the coronavirus. We're going to heighten the church serving those in need. That we're going to focus on being the church. We're going to focus on what God's called us to do in these times. Thank you again for listening to audio from Glenmeadows Baptist Church. For previous sermons and more information, please check out our website at gmbc.org.